All right, let's look at the latest HomeKit news. Oh, sweet, there's a new thread dimmer switch. It doesn't require a neutral wire. It uses NFC to pair. Wait, what? It's not going to support matter? But it's, it's a thread device in 2022. Well, that doesn't make sense. We should probably talk about that. internet and welcome to the my home kit home podcast my name is dustin and here we look at the smart home with an apple home kit and accessibility focus so right off the bat i want to thank everyone who listened to the first episode and offered their ratings and reviews it's been super helpful and i'm really excited about the launch of this new project And if you haven't done so already, I'd be super appreciative if you could give me a rating and review in your favorite podcast app. All right, well, let's jump right into it and look at a little bit of news. So in last week's episode, we talked about the Eve motion with Thread being recently announced, and it seems that Eve is on a roll announcing the third iteration of the Eve Aqua. This new model is redesigned and slimmed down and has some upgraded components like brass hose connectors to improve reliability and reduce leaking, as well as a new magnetic valve that's supposed to be a lot quieter. And of course, Eve continues their commitment to Thread bringing the wireless mesh protocol to this latest version. The new and improved Eve Aqua is available on Eve's website and should be available on Amazon in the coming days. Eve were kind enough to send over a review unit of the Eve Aqua and the new Eve Motion, so be on the lookout for reviews of those in the near future. In more Thread news, Wemo has released a Thread-enabled dimmer switch, which we alluded to at the top of the show. As we mentioned, this new dimmer switch does support Thread. It is a HomeKit exclusive and therefore does not work with the Wemo app. It only will work in Apple's Home app or other third-party HomeKit apps. It is one of only a handful of dimmer switches that do not require a neutral wire, and it uses NFC, much like the other Wemo devices, to pair to HomeKit. As first reported by The Verge, there's a snag with this new Wemo dimmer switch. However, it will not support matter. Wemo claims that they will be releasing an updated dimmer switch in the fall once matter rolls out that will also support thread. But for the time being, this device is only going to work with HomeKit. So if you're keeping tabs, that makes three different dimmer switches from Wemo that work with HomeKit. The original one is a Wi-Fi dimmer switch, this new version which works over thread, and then this newer version which supposedly will come out in the fall which will also work over thread but will also be matter compliant. I'm all about choices and options in the world, but this seems to be a bit of overkill and maybe just a little bit confusing for consumers. But I suppose if there's some reason why you don't want to use Thread and would prefer Wi-Fi, well, you have that option. And in the last bit of news, it looks like LifeX has been bailed out by Fate or Fight, not sure how to pronounce it, Electric. So if you're 
kind of following the story, earlier this year, LifeX went into receivership, which is essentially bankruptcy. And this was compounded by some users complaining of outages in different services. The servers weren't connecting. People weren't able to actually change the color of some of their bulbs. They weren't able to dim some of them. But it would appear that Fade or Fight Electric has decided to go ahead and buy up the rights to LifeX's catalog. And they claim that they're going to keep producing those products along with their own smart bulbs and smart lighting products that they themselves produce, including some home kit devices. Not really well known, but they do have some home kit bulbs that they produce. So it would seem that the fate of LifeX, for the time being anyway, is pretty secured. And that sort of leads me into what I wanted to talk about today. So when we talk a lot about HomeKit, we talk about local control. So this is essentially just getting around, having to go up to the cloud and communicate, right? So, you know, your devices communicate within your home rather than having to, to rely on these cloud services that, you know, do cost money for companies to maintain. And it seems these days, every week, there's a new smart home company that's experiencing some sort of financial problem, some sort of issues with their servers, whether it, the Insteon case, if it's the Wink debacle, if it, you know, iHome dropping support for their connected devices earlier this year, or if it's simply some smart home companies that have just kind of gone MIA, like KuGeek and iDevices that, you know, they're just not producing any new products. They're still online. I checked a couple of them before recording today's podcast. They're still online, but they're, they're not really doing much. We're not really hearing anything about them. And so, you know, that kind of brings me into this idea of HomeKit and, and this local control thing. You know, last week I talked about how when I had an internet outage, I was impressed that my thread networks were able to control my Zigbee networks and vice versa. But one of the things that I noticed was that they weren't able to control a Wi-Fi product that I have. And it's because that Wi-Fi product, Sensible Air, requires the use of the cloud in order to connect to HomeKit. So because I didn't have the internet, I didn't have local control, and I couldn't control that device. Now, local control is not exclusive to HomeKit, but it is one of the things that the platform really does well. Most of the time when we talk about Amazon or Google solutions, they do require some sort of interaction with a cloud service, whether it Amazon itself or a third-party cloud service through that manufacturer's app. And that really can create a lot of issues when it comes to the reliability and the dependability of the device that you're buying and whether or not it's actually going to be future-proof. And we're really starting to see just how difficult it is for manufacturers and startups and vendors to really keep going in the smart home space. So that brings up the question of what what do we do when a HomeKit device that we have has been discontinued? I have quite a few of them actually. Um, I've got a couple of the iHome smart plugs. I have a couple of Incipio command kit Ever heard of them? They no longer work through the manufacturer's app, and in fact, you can't even get into the apps because they've been pulled from the app store. But as long as you have that HomeKit code, you're good. You can still get access 
to that device and add it to your HomeKit setup and use it as you would any other HomeKit device. Sure, you don't have the added features that you would have, for example, with the Incipio Command Kit smart plug, you can control the brightness of the LED on the device. Well, we can't really do that anymore since that's not a supported feature within HomeKit. But I'm definitely able to control it remotely. I'm able to set up automations, add it to scenes, and all of these things, these fundamental aspects of HomeKit. So a couple of things that I can say is definitely make sure that you are backing up your HomeKit codes. A great way to do that if you're not doing it already is to use Aaron Pierce's HomePass app. It's a great way to store all of your HomeKit codes and your device information safely and securely using Face ID and it stores it all in iCloud so everything's there it's all encrypted and you know that your HomeKit codes are just going to be there when you need them. But as the smart home market continues to develop we're going to continue to see manufacturers just kind of peter out. But as consumers, as enthusiasts, we need to be prepared for that. While I'm of the camp that says if it ain't broke, don't fix it, if a device has been discontinued by a manufacturer, you might want to go ahead and remove that from your setup and maybe replace it with something that's a bit newer. I get it. But I would encourage you to do a few things before you do that. First, Try to remove it from the manufacturer's app if you're still able to do that. Then make sure that you remove it from HomeKit, that it's no longer attached to your HomeKit database. Right, just going into Apple's Home app and going to the settings, going all the way down and tapping remove accessory. And if the device is still working, you want to try to do a factory reset. On most devices, there's a recessed reset button. All you need to do is simply stick a paper clip or a SIM card removal tool into this little opening, hold the button down for 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds if you wanna be safe and the device should be reset to factory settings. Doing this ensures that your Wi-Fi credentials, any, any data that is connected to you is no longer on the device itself. And then lastly, I implore you to make sure that you're getting rid of this device in a proper way. So if you're deciding to sell it, well, good for you. If you're deciding to give it away, it's also a great option. But if you're wanting to destroy it, make sure that you are taking it to an e-waste recycling facility. A lot of these places will take your electronic devices for free and make sure that all of the metal components and everything is being treated properly and that you know, we're not poisoning the oceans, we're not poisoning our lakes and rivers. So please, please, please be responsible when getting rid of your spent devices. Now, when looking at a new device to get, if you want to try to avoid some of these issues with manufacturers who have gone by the wayside, there are a couple of things that you can look at. Look at the ratings of the devices first and foremost. Then look at how long that manufacturer has been in business. Chances are that the longer they've been in business producing smart home products, the longer they will continue to be able to do that into the future. 
You know, there's this idea that if it has that works with Apple HomeKit or works with Apple Home Badge, that it's going to be there forever. And you will be able to use your HomeKit devices for the foreseeable future, but it doesn't mean that the company won't just simply dissolve. And that sort of leads me into the last thing that I wanted to talk about today, and that's what happens with these devices in the long term. So a device has been discontinued. It still works in HomeKit, but what about new iterations of HomeKit? If you're keeping up with the news, you would have seen that in iOS 16, it looks like there are some issues with iPads being able to be used as home hubs. Well, of course, at this point, Apple has clarified and said that you can still use an iPad as a home hub, but you just won't be able to get all of the new features that are coming later this year. So we completely understand that we would need a more stable, more connected, faster even, device to ensure the infrastructure of our smart home, but it really makes me think, well, if we can discontinue a home hub, what's going to happen with these devices that have been discontinued from third-party manufacturers into the future? Will my iHome and Incipio command kits, smart outlets, just simply no longer work one day? Well, probably. There is a certain amount of obsolescence that we can expect in the technology space in general. But at least for now, we can say that these devices that have been discontinued from the manufacturer, manufacturers that are no longer in business, that just simply don't have their cloud services, they will still work in HomeKit. But for exactly how much longer into the future, only time will tell. But one thing you can do is to continue listening to the My Home Kit Home podcast, and we'll definitely keep you updated as the smart home atmosphere changes and evolves. As always, you'll find links to the full news articles and the products that we talked about in the show notes, as well as links to the blog over at myhomekithome.com and our social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at My Home Kit Home. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Take care.